You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. This is the News Talk giant of North Alabama, and here we are on the biggest show across the northern part of our great state, Right Side Radio. And like the man just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Got a whole audience fully out there. I know, I mean, you're all over the place. We got people calling in from out of state now. We got, we got, we got a whole lot of happenings going on, and it's all a bunch of right side ruffians. And we, we love you, and uh, it is an honor to have this platform to be with you every day. I got a little sign right above me sitting here in the studio studio, and it says, It is an honor to have this platform, and uh, it absolutely is. And uh, Copper is running the board. Miss Copper, good day to you. Happy hump day. Happy Hump Day! We are halfway to Friday. There you go. Um, that well, is a dad joke, by the way. It, it's a it's a total dad joke, but just let it ride. All right. Okay. I mean, I'm a, I'm a dad and a granddad, so we got to go with what we got, you know. Um, well, listen, we got a we got a full show for you. I mean, lots of stuff happening in the news, and uh, like the last few days, we're going to spend our time going back and forth between uh, state and uh, federal. All right, so we're going to spend some time talking about things that relate just to Alabama, things about Alabama that overlap into federal, and then things about federal, not the least of which is Afghanistan, which continues to be, um, you know, sort of developing before our very eyes. You know, it's amazing. I did a tweet this morning, and you can see it if you want to. By the way, you can follow me on Twitter. That's the that's the social media that I tend to use more than anything. Uh, at at sin, that's S E N, at sin Phil Williams, uh, and and I did a tweet this morning that literally I I think is. So, so true. When I was there at the beginning of the war, there was no um, social media. There was no internet. There was no uh, capability for cell phones in that country. Uh, it, was, it was literally, I remember uh, Hamid telling me one time, my interpreter telling me one time, we were in Kunduz, and, and we had to go all the way to Mazari Sharif. He did, not, not, not us, but he, he would have to go all the way to, to Mazari Sharif to pay a man to use his satellite phone to make a call if he wanted to. And, and that, was, that was a three-hour drive. So that's where they were in 2001. Today, it is different. And I think that one of the things that's going to be um, helpful, if you will, uh, is um, as the Taliban have resurged and taken back, I'm, I'm watching pictures right now. I went to my Twitter feed while I'm talking. I'm watching a picture of four women standing in the public square uh, I think they're in Jalalabad, and they are holding up signs protesting the Taliban and asking for political and social rights. Listen, women are not even allowed to show their faces, and these women don't have the full, uh, full face burqas on. And I said in my tweet, in 2001, there were no cameras, no phones, internet, or social media. Connection to the outside world is the last lifeline against the Taliban's tyranny. And I think that's true. I, I, think, I think it's true. And I'll be honest with you, I've been, I've been watching the scenes unfold in D.C. and in Afghanistan. I mean, just pitiful. Not, not the people, not the service members, the leadership. Absolutely pitiful. It's not too much to ask for a leader. I mean, any leader. Get their hands dirty. To, to be up front. To answer the freaking mail, if you know what I mean. See, I'm sitting here in my studio office, and on the shelf right above me, is an award that I received as a young infantry officer at Fort Benning, Georgia, many, many moons ago. It's a bronze statuette, which is an image of that giant bronze statue called Iron Mike that still to this day stands in front of the infantry museum down there at Fort Benning. It's a classic image of a soldier charging forward, 
bayonet fixed on his rifle, looking back over his right shoulder, got his right hand raised up in the air, and he's yelling, follow me. You see, follow me is the motto of the infantry. Two simple words, three syllables. Sets the tone for everything that leadership under fire is supposed to be. You see, when sagas are written and movies are filmed and books inspire, the heroes are never the ones who shrank back, never the ones who hid, never the ones who didn't rise to the occasion. The heroes of leadership are the ones who lead from the front. It's always been that way. I, I was reminded of this again in an article that I looked at this morning in CEO Magazine. It was literally titled, quote, Are You Leading from the Front? And the author recalled uh, Henry, the, Henry V, one of Shakespeare's most well-known plays. And, and the play centers around the time before and after the famous Battle of Agincourt in 1415. And in the particular scene that I'm talking about in Henry V by Shakespeare, the English troops were vastly outnumbered by the French soldiers, and, and victory looked very uncertain. And the night before the battle, the king wandered among his men, comforting the soldiers, trying to understand how they were feeling. And the next morning, he rode into battle to the ultimate victory, and his leadership was not at the back of the line, but at the front, participating in the battle. Now, I know and I fully admit that a political leader is not going to be at the forefront of the true battlefields in today's world, but they should at least try to identify, try to speak to the moment, accept responsibility. And as we speak this very minute, reports are coming out that over 10,000 U.S. citizens may still be trapped in Afghanistan, not to mention the tens of thousands of Afghans who fought with us, who, unlike the feckless statement made by President Biden to the contrary, have actually been asking to leave the country for some time. Just this morning, I received information from my friend Hamid, information on his family, as well as another man named Akhtar, who led the guard force that protected my team in Afghanistan. And I've already made contact personally with Senator Tuberville's staff, and I'm working on getting them the names to be put on the uh, special immigration visa list, the SIV list, for Hamid's family and for Akhtar and his family. I know for a fact that Akhtar has been working through that application process for years. So the idea that President Biden would say, well, so many of them just didn't really even want to leave the country. Well, so many of them did. And feckless leadership is the one that passes the buck. Now listen, leadership that inspires somebody has to also consider the optics, if you know what I mean, optics. I don't mean an Instagram photo or some kind of special photo op that's well orchestrated. I'm talking about showing up and showing the world that all is well and that leadership is working the issue in a clear and cogent and meaningful way. And oh, by the way, showing the enemies the same thing. General Patton, now he knew what it meant for troops and enemy to see him coming. Unlike many generals, he had a special command car. It had sirens and loud horns, and it was fully emblazoned on the front and the back with bright red and white signs that denoted his rank. Three big white stars on a red background. He wanted his troops to know that he was where they were, and he wanted the enemy to know it too. You see, it shouldn't have to be a news alert that President Biden is going to cut his vacation short and return to the White House in the middle of the Afghanistan crisis. After nearly a week of almost virtual silence, with confirmed information from his own spokespeople that until last night he had not spoken with another world leader. That is not a news alert. That is an expectation. It's a well-reasoned, fully acceptable expectation of anyone who has the authority to put people in harm's way. And then there's Vice President Harris. What in God's name? Not a word, not a single peep from the person who is literally one heartbeat away from the presidency. But her office has announced her travel plans for this week. 
So in the midst of all the comparisons of the fall of Kabul to the fall of Saigon, Vice President Harris is going to take a junket to, of all places in the world, Vietnam, where Saigon is. Listen, I know that neither one of these individuals has ever held a proper job in their entire lives. They've never run a business, neither one of them, never truly led an organization, and they certainly never put on a uniform to go to a war zone. But they asked for this job. They, they, they begged you for it. And like it or not, they're it. The president accepted the role. He immediately began issuing executive orders, undoing anything that Trump could have possibly done, advancing social policies and appealing to his more liberal base. He made changes to the Afghanistan withdrawal plan in spite of what his generals told him. And then he laid low at Camp David while Kabul went to hell in a handbasket. And Vice President Harris, well, bless her heart, she's so over her head right now, and truthfully, she was not much, so much elected as she was selected by the Biden team to be their running mate. Listen, it's easy for me to give these military examples like Patton, but civilians also understand leadership as well. I remember, I, I remember distinctly Rudy Giuliani at 9-11. He became known as the nation's mayor because of the way he walked among the rubble, talked to the people, and helped lead, guide, and direct the processes. George Bush. I remember when George W. Bush was president and we went to war in Afghanistan, he literally stopped playing golf. He said that he was not going to be playing golf while his troops were in the field because he did not believe they should see that. Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, has led by, example for, led by example for so many years on the idea of quality and excellence and the way you handle things. And when everyone told him you couldn't survive as a business by closing yourself down on Sundays, he proved them wrong and turned it into a billion-dollar industry. Look at Winston Churchill and the manner in which he inspired the entire body of, of the English people when they were being bombed into oblivion by the Nazis. And I remember my own father, my dad was the finance director for the state of Alabama. And when he first took the position, he decided he was going to visit every single office that fell under his um, purview. And he did. And he visited offices that were in the bowels of old government buildings in Montgomery. And he told me one day, he said, there was one lady who actually cried because she said she had worked there for 20 years and no finance director had ever visited her office before. You see, leadership has to inspire. It has to get out and about. It must be as much in front as possible. It's not about the image of a leader as much as it is about the minds of those that he or she leads perceiving that leader. And the enemy, by the way, which also watches closely and makes its own decisions based on those same things. Leadership needs to come to the front. Leadership must lead from the front. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, I'm fired up. Copper, I've got caffeine and chocolate sitting here in the studio studio, and I'm ready to go. I need both of those things. <laughs> I, need, I need to square you away with your own stash of caffeine and chocolate. All right, folks. Right Side Radio, News Talk 92.5 FM, 770 AM, WVNN. Listen, we'll be right back after this. we got plenty of stuff to cover down on. Got a clip from the Trump speech that we're going to go for. Uh, we may wait till the uh, actually the bottom of the half-hour copper, but we get back in this break, we'll decide that. Listen, folks, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. We'll be right back. <laughs> 